Hey Taylor, wanna get high? Oh yes. And so we're smoking cookies and cream today. Yum. Cookies and cream is a smooth and sweet tasting hybrid that offers a long lasting and balanced high. Created by Breeders Exotic Genetics, the strain is a cross between two hybrids, Pungent Starfighter and an unnamed one of many different phenos of Girl Scout cookies. Although cookies and cream can lead indica or sativa depending on the pheno, it provides an ideal combination of both cerebral and physical effects. This flower took first place in the High Times Cannabis Cup for Best Hybrid in 2014. Buds of cookies and cream are small to medium sized and do not typically adhere in large chunky clusters. <laughs> what, is, what is that even a statistic to put on here? This is why we read that. Just to show the appearance of the bud. Do not, I don't under, I don't even know the designation of adhere in large chunky clusters. Does that mean it's not crystally? It just means that the buds aren't like large chunky buds. They're probably going to generally be smaller buds. Oh. You know, because some do produce big giant nugs and mm -hmm. then you have people that are like, why are these buds so small? And maybe they aren't just bottom buds, but maybe they just produce a smaller nug, so. Mm -hmm. It does have a lot to do with the flowering process mm -hmm. sometimes. sometimes. I've noticed some of these sites will list its appearance and how it's supposed to look when it grows. Not always. Okay. No, this was... And I, I'm sure phenotypes will change that see, too, you know? When I read, they do not typically adhere in large chunky clusters. That to me <laughs> says if I took a handful of weed and like put it together in my hand... They would stick together. Like, that's what I read from that, right? <laughs> Not, like, how it's grown. That was why I was so mind-blown. I can see that. <coughs> when properly cured, the flower flowers appear medium to dark green, and yellow pistils are threaded in out of the densely past le packed leaves. <coughs> Icy white trichomes dot the flowers, making buds only slightly sticky and easy to break apart. Dessert-like flavor profile with a sweet, vaguely vanilla scent. There's a hint of sourness that may remind some people of the strained cheese. When burnt, this strain hits easily with a nice, smooth smoke. Users may notice a creamy mouthfeel on the inhale. I'm going to pay attention to that now. <laughs> Cookies and cream leaves a nutty, toasted flavor when exhaled. Lingering skunkiness. Oh my gosh. Any smokers trying to keep their consumption secret should take the necessary precautions. <laughs> this website has a lot about this strain. The strain has a high that mounts gradually, beginning as a dizzy lightheadedness and progressing towards full body relaxation. While they savor the cookies and cream taste, users may begin to notice a pressure around the temples. Rather, rather than analytical and intense, the mental effects of the strain seem to have more to do with mood. Euphoric feelings may set in, along with intensified sensory perception. Okay. That sounds good. Does that mean we're going to start hallucinating, like on Dayquil? That's one of the worst times I've ever hallucinated, was after taking Dayquil. Well, it sounds like a great strain, especially for our topic today. Yeah, totally. Dreamy mental. Yeah, there's a bunch of... I'm done reading this for now. But it sounds like this is a good strain. I actually don't know if I've ever particularly tried this strain or not tried this strain. I already came up with the title actually. of this episode. What is that? Cookies and Cream is Fire. Oh, <laughs> write that down. Where's your pen? Ba-doom-shh. Yeah, because today we decided that we're going to talk about the Fire Festival and yep. both the documentaries, which I watched both last weekend. Lynn's watched one this week and took the Netflix Fire, The Party That Never Happened, notes on that one, and then... I rewatched the Hulu Fire Fraud and took notes on that one. So we have a full 
fire conversation to have Yeah, we today. do. And the Hulu version is going to be news to me because I don't have access to Hulu. So I even like asked a bunch of people <laughs> and nobody else had Hulu. So I said no thank you. If we could have coordinated, we should have watched at least one together, but that's okay. It's all good. Here we are talking about it. So I know. No, this is perfect. So who wants to start? Or so, like, what do you, what, well, sh how should we begin this think, mess of a mess? I know. Well, we should at first probably tell people what the fire festival was supposed to be. Yeah. And why the, like a brief overview. Okay. Why this became a thing. And why did they make a documentary about it? Because that was, I had never heard of this. Right. And that was and my neither question. Had I. Yep, totally. So the fire festival was something that these, this guy, Billy, I don't even have his last name written down to be honest. McFarland. We'll just call, yeah, you're right, McFarland. Um, <laughs> I we'll wrote just that call down. Him Billy. <laughs> I, I just call him um, Billy from here on out. There's Billy, and then, uh, you know, he was just a young wannabe entrepreneur, and he'd already kind of tried to do some other businesses, and we'll get into that later. Uh, he got in cahoots with Ja Rule, who really just oh, wanted yeah. to be relevant in my opinion. Jarrell just wanted to remain relevant. So he got on Jarrell Jar got thing. some money, gave somebody some money to do some to do a music festival. These guys thought they all like went to the Bahamas to this island to have this party with all these influencers and had someone film it and take pictures and all this stuff. And from that, it spiraled into, we're going to turn this into a festival. And they had hired all these influencers to promote this festival. But essentially, they wanted the festival to go on in too short of a time period. They promoted it all the wrong ways. They promoted things that they couldn't actually provide. Mm -hmm. So they built up this big, like, extravagant festival idea that everyone yeah. wanted to hop on board because the millennials... Mm -hmm. all want to be a part of it and the influencers promoted it mm -hmm. and they were paid to promote it so they had no idea That's what, it was even crazy so speaking of just speaking of the influencers right now just it was trying crazy. to be the next big Coachella yeah no exactly Burning Man, Coachella, all these festivals mm -hmm. that Bonnaroo. are basically influencer yeah. advertised constantly yeah, I feel like that was what happened to Coachella. I don't know about Burning Man. Bur well, Coachella started so small, they even talked about it in the Hulu, Hulu documentary, just like a tiny bit, but it started with this guy that, like, really didn't have much to put on for a festival. It started as a small thing in the desert with tents and porta potties and it just turned into this big event. I feel like that happened with um, Bonnaroo, too. Bonnaroo's been, like, a lot of years in the making, though. Yeah. Do you guys even know about Bonnaroo? I mean, there? I know about Bonnaroo a little bit, but... Those, that was our East Coast. Yeah. Bonnaroo was our East Coast festival that we used to go to. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I've never been to it, but that's where the people went to go to festivals. <laughs> And I don't feel like it ever became, because it happens in, like, Tennessee, though, I don't feel like it became, like, the Coachella and the Burning right, Man. Right, 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 right. That's why people don't know what that is. Kendall okay, Jenner, anyways. being one of the biggest influencers, was, was paid $25,000. Or, sorry, $250,000. Who was the other one? The Hadid? Bella, yeah, Hadid, Bella Hadid, Hadid being on there? I was like, how did he get some of these people? And then Kendall Jenner promoted that good music would be there, which is Kanye's brand. And so they thought, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yep. That's for. So it was a lot of false advertising. Yeah, there. but I mean, there's even a point in the Hulu documentary where they talk about this document that Billy typed up that showed all these artists that he just typed up in an Excel spreadsheet and wrote paid and amounts paid so that he could show these investors, like, these are the people I have booked and these are the amounts paid. And then when they go to ask him in the interview about it, he's like, I can't comment on this. Or he tries to claim, like, all those people were booked, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're lying. Lies, lies, lies. Okay. All lies. Okay. So we just gave them a brief overview. So the bottom line is it's all lies. But yeah. we, <laughs> we gave you a brief overview. Now we should start. We should. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Well, what's the beginning, then? So this Billy guy. Do you want me to start talking about Billy? Because the Hulu goes into him a little bit, too. I feel. What do you got? 
Okay, so I feel like what we might run into is I feel like Netflix, and I don't know about the Hulu, but like Netflix had like a time. It was like over the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like basically. I actually, I expressed earlier, I had some beef with this Netflix thing because I feel like it hopped around. But like, um, I feel like it hopped around a lot and it didn't, it left a lot of questions unanswered for a long time for me and I feel like I couldn't enjoy the movie because I didn't know some very integral things. Okay, and that's where But there Hulu was also... Kind of yeah, but there was also, like, an overall time span, right? So, yeah. like, I feel like maybe we should just start with, like, that first influencer thing where, like, they brought everybody. And I don't know what happened before that to do that, so maybe we should talk about that from the Hulu documentary. And then, like, I can pop in. How about I start, if we, we want to start in. talking about Billy, I can start talking about Billy, because that's how the Hulu documentary starts. Okay. So Billy, um, he essentially, he did get paid for the Hulu interview where Netflix did not want to validate paying him. Uh, Billy is like this, he's this like young guy that thinks he's going to be this big entrepreneur. He even talks about how when he was in elementary school, he reprogrammed all these little calculator computer type, type things so that it would say, if you have a broken crayon, um, come to me, I can fix it. And he, like, basically in second grade claims that he had his own business, this crayon fixing business. And then goes on to other business type things he was doing as a child. And I think he's full of shit. <laughs> I think this guy knows how to talk. I think he's a smooth talking salesman type. He's mm -hmm. a narcissist. And he just knows all the right things to say. Uh, he tried to do a Google-style, like, platform for millennials called Spling, and it was, like, a complete fail. They show, like, this little clip of his presentation, and it wasn't even working, and it was funny. Um, and then from that, he goes into his credit card company, and it sounds like that just became a thing because him and his friends just all had these basic debit cards, and he's like, how do I make this cooler? Like, to me, that seems like a weird concept in itself. Making no, a credit actu card cooler. I, I actually think he had. I think. I think this guy's a shit bag. But when you think about things like that, like that's basically just a rewards card, which people like a rewards for your credit yeah, card, which people already pay for anyways. That. Yeah, no, and I know. That's why I said it's a shit. He's a shit bag at the end of and, the day. And we but. were talking earlier. They don't go into Magnesis as much in that Netflix documentary as they do in Hulu. Um, Magnesis was like you did get these perks and stuff for having the Magnesis card apparently at these special places um, but the biggest draw was that they had this house and it was kind of like a clubhouse thing um, it was basically a bunch of nerds there but they promoted it much differently right so pre-fire fire fraud Magnesis fraud presentation mm -hmm. yeah and, um, and they also said in the Magnesis to that um, I remember in the Netflix I said people would, like, try to recoup on these promises, like, and they, it would just, like, not be available, yeah, like, exactly. constantly, and so basically they're paying for this rewards credit card. For nothing. For nothing, yeah. And then, it was funny when they went into, like, the details of this place, though, and, like, it just sounded like a bunch of nerds, and they even described Billy and Grant, and Grant was, like, his business partner and all this. Um, they compared them to Michael and Dwight from The Office. Oh my gosh, that's Which, funny. I could totally see that just seeing Billy alone, and how he spoke and talked and everything. Um, Ja Rule got on board with a Magnesis thing. He was promoting for Magnesis, even though he wasn't even involved in it. Um, but, again, I wrote my opinion. Ja Rule's just trying to stay relevant. He just mm -hmm. is like, oh, who, yeah, this is... And I'm sure that Billy Some talked a good cool talk thing. to him and talked mm -hmm. up this big credit card, next big millennial thing. Um, and, oh, Billy, in the interview that he's having with Hulu, he tries to explain it as a year... Oh, he tries to explain... Hold on a second, I'm trying to remember this part because... He tried to explain his first idea of the fire 
festival thing being actually a year-round creative center like he was gonna create this on an island for people to take advantage of for all year long and while I'm watching him say this I'm like you're just making that up like you're just making that up to for what reason I don't know but to maybe just to misconstrue people's ideas of what your idea was Mm -hmm. to kind of validate how this fell apart trying to claim it as something it never was supposed to be mm -hmm. it just further further showed me how he was able to talk and manipulate his way into anyone and and doing all of this stuff and dragging all these people into this huge 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 mess um and he must even, like, by now, like, it sounds like you're telling me he's tried a few things. He must have fucked some investors over. Oh, I have the that, numbers. Like, I wrote them down. That, like, later, so there but... should have been some red flag somewhere. By, cause it, like, yeah. Like, this isn't, like, the first thing that he did, right? There had to be. There was red flags, and that's the thing that people are questioning. Okay, are you going to get to that later? Um, yeah. Okay. Do you have anything more to elaborate about Billy and stuff, though, from that? Not up until... I don't think I have a lot about Magnesis. Because they don't really talk... That's what this is news to me. Well, I know Tom said... So, like, I talked to... My brother watched the Hulu and... The Hulu one, and so I have, like, this basic understanding. And he said, basically, he was just doing Ponzi schemes, and he was using all this money from the next whatever yep. scheme he was doing to pay off the people yep, from, from the, the future. Yeah, yeah, from the last he's like scheme. I'm making pro yeah, he was essentially making promises of and showing money that he had that he didn't really have. Yeah. With people giving him money at the same time, but then he had no way to pay off these loans too. So basically mm -hmm. it was just like one after the other after the other. Mm -hmm. I do have the numbers back here and it is 80 victim investors to the number of $24 million. Is this just the fire fest? This is just the fire festival or overall? Because um, I thought they said the fire festival alone was like $35 million or something. This was overall, I do okay. believe. This is like what he's being held accountable for oh, right okay. now. Okay. Legally. 80 victim, up to 80 victim investors to the number of $24 million. So I'm sure that's not even, like, the full amount. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they even said, the people on the island. Oh, He yeah. owes them, like, three months worth of pay or something, and, like, they just called it. We, we'll talk about that later, I'm yeah. sure, but, like, they just called it. Well, I liked... I thought that that got really interesting on the on the Netflix documentary about mm -hmm. everything on the island because that Me is too. a scary situation for everyone. And then everyone that caused this mess just disappeared off the island and left everybody abandoned. To I know, like you don't know what's gonna happen to these people. They're lucky no one died. Yeah, in all of this for sure between the festival itself and. Like then the, the people they screwed over mm -hmm. in the Bahamas, like, they're lucky mm -hmm. something didn't happen. Um, they targeted, okay. so they targeted millennials, obviously, like, the people who follow the social media. The yeah, and so they, they said that this fire festival was the big best coordinated social media strike. Yep. And that was how it became so big because we talked about some of the people you said oh Kylie Jenner was promoting it. Yep. I don't. But all and, these influencers and like Haley Baldwin. Yeah, totally yep. like and Haley they were being Baldwin paid huge and dollars. they said like the and even like models I have here that you know like models are tweeting about it like they're on this island they're all having fun yep and it's and that was legit they yeah. were doing that but and that that's not legit. what this is gonna be but, and, and then but then and then like that spirals out of control because like TMZ is gonna pick it up and now all the people are gonna mm -hmm. want to know and so that guy just did like brilliant that was brilliant yeah as far as like social media coordination for launching and I don't even know well, if it yeah, was his so idea or someone else's idea. Yeah, Even but. though tickets were like $12,000 or some, some crazy astronomical amounts, the cheapest ones, he like sold all these general admission tickets that he didn't even have. And then 
they couldn't even, they had to stop wait, wait, selling. but we're not there yet. Oh, we're not there yet. Oh my gosh, no, you skipped, like, all the important part <laughs> about, like, you skipped all the important part about, like, the islands getting oh, changed. Oh, yep, yep. And, like, we didn't even talk about the beginning <laughs> of the fire festival. I'm sorry. We didn't even, we got distracted we'll get for there, a we'll second. We'll get there, I know. There's That's, so much. I know we got distracted for a second. There's just so much. But then. So, yeah, the influencers, though, they were the huge thing. And that did happen. They were on that island. They did have that island. it was actually Pablo Escobar's island. they were not island. allowed to promote it as Pablo Escobar's mm -hmm. island. And as soon as they did, they took that island right away from them. But instead of them being honest about that, they had to find island after island after island and finally ended up on this big island and then doctored all the pictures to make it look like an exclusive island. There was also, so that first island too, I don't know if you picked this up, that first island actually had no infrastructure on right. it. And so they would have, it would have literally taken them 18 months. Yeah, they said there was the no possible way. Yeah. And then they ended up going to this other island that they doctored the videos and it ended up being like a trash thing of a sandals resort yep. or something and they just like took over part of the island. Yeah. And when they couldn't cover the costs of these things is when they started making up the villas. Mm -hmm. And like he literally just like made up the villas. And they didn't even know they didn't even know where people were like gonna stay. Like there was talk of having like a cruise ship. That just seems so disorganized. Like there was talk of yeah. having people stay out on a cruise ship. And some and, like, people having did. Private yachts I actually and... watched on YouTube last night one of the influencers that went, they were on a cruise ship and she was like filming her experience. Oh wow. And she's like, We're scared to even get off this ship because we've heard how awful it is on the island. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even Yeah, no, I watched some so interesting crazy. things on YouTube last night, just a few type fire festival because I like got a couple different stories from a couple different influencers one being that one on the cruise ship and then like there's another one in this documentary that she's also in that documentary but I don't know if they make this comment but she says she actually did get her mansion mm. like they actually did get into her mansion but one interesting thing that Billy claims in this Hulu documentary is that he had a box of, where is it? He claims that he had a box of keys to two million dollars worth of houses, and then they lost it. Weird. Because all these houses that they booked for people. Yeah, they like they were Airbnb booking mansions, houses. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were booking villas. They were booking tents. Uh, yeah, they booked. They, they but they, they didn't have any of, of this stuff. And they didn't really have it. And then did you hear about how it was also? Um, Ramada or something like it was one of the biggest events that ever happens on this island. Yeah, so yeah. It was already like everything, everything was, was booked. booked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah. And it couldn't were... have been any more of a mess. It's like, it's comical. Yeah. It is. I know, and I, and I had the thought when there we were talking about the. Um, about the island that like if he could this have been a success if he had still been stayed on that first island well and if he'd give a lot and, of the time allowed yeah but even like i bet you could like fit 18 months 18 months of work into like six months of good work you know well, how maybe not oversell maybe yeah. like actually have a reasonable amount of valid villas and yeah well that's like they would have had to build it right it's like they yeah. would have just had to like be responsible for that's what i'm saying like if it had all worked out yeah like this and like because i totally think something like that is feasible to do in totally. six months or like even like i they say 18 months i think you could really do it in six it would just have to money. be to a much smaller scale yeah, exactly but then like next year you make it huge but right? then it could be then, what like, it what they growing. were promising too like yeah. if it was to a much like, smaller scale and they idea. were charging those large amounts and they and were it, actually able to give that like who was paying <laughs> for those i just the, like, i mean flights were paid for how's like the housing flights the food everything was supposedly paid for and then when they ran out of money to pay anybody who was working that's when they brought in the wristbands 
Um, I didn't hear about that, but I want to go back because I'm not even done with this whole failed first part yet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you keep fast forwarding through like the part that the beginning is like what I think is most important, is not most important, but what I thought was really important. Just then like what is, what the part? whole epic failure. Like, well, like the people, um, so like the, they had like these chefs lined up that were, that's in my documentary. Oh yeah, because that's less in my documentary, so yeah. I'm like on. And no, I yeah. know, that's why I'm like, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Um, they, but, like, they had, like, chefs lined up. This is all supposed, right? Because I bet your documentary might even debunk this. Like, they had chefs lined up, and then they real they weren't getting their retainer or right. whatever. And so just, like, two weeks before, they all of a sudden had no chefs to, like, feed these people. Yeah. And, like, that was, that was, like, a super meltdown. And that... Sorry, I'm getting distracted by my notes right now because that's where I am. This is what I'm saying. This movie jumped around a lot, and so I had some thoughts about this. <laughs> this is my note. I'm 26 minutes into the movie. I found out Norman Norman's K was actually Pablo Escobar's island. <laughs> that was one. I was really mad about that that I couldn't figure out about all these islands. It's funny you brought up the chefs, though, because there was an email that they mentioned in this one that says they needed to bring in porta-potties, and they were all upset about that because it was supposed to be all this luxury shit, mm -hmm. and they couldn't provide that. And one of the emails said, well, nobody's eating, so nobody's pooping. Wow. Because <laughs> that was... This is, like, serious emails that these people were having in preparation for this. That was, like, the cheese sandwich. Yeah. Like, that was real life. Yeah. Like people were getting cheese sandwiches, right? Yeah, if they were even getting that. Mm-hmm. I'm really... I... The... One of the... One of the things they said comment on in this documentary was how like all this stuff was going wrong too right all this stuff was going wrong and they're like oh well this is gonna be kind of like Woodstock because like yes. Woodstock was a shit show yeah Woodstock right? was a shit show they brought up the Rolling Stones festival I have yeah. that in my but notes like, too but like also Woodstock was like free and yeah. like <laughs> yeah I, like it's like really like, that's true I, that, I think that's like my biggest piece of a lot of this because like if you wanted to do something like cheap and easy or whatever like that like go do something cheap like that but like you're selling twelve thousand dollar villas I need to be in luxury exactly. but like if I'm paying like two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars for a ticket I ain't expecting shit yeah I'm expecting concerts for three days exactly right exactly. it's like he so it's like, on the same thing. This could have been different. This could have all gone down a different path, but it went down a shitbag path. Right. Well, and when they, when he couldn't be paying those people, like, when the money couldn't, they couldn't be paying the food and all this and that, is when he sent out emails to the people that bought tickets to put money on these wristbands. Oh, yeah. That the wristbands, totally. they had to require, they were, like, saying even in the emails, like, People are, most people are putting a minimum of $3,000 because that's going to be your food and everything for the weekend. Add this for massages and this and that and the other thing. Like one of the YouTube videos I watched last night, the girl didn't even make it to the island. Mm. And she was given the whole trip because she was an influencer that was like, they were like, hey, we'll give you and a friend tickets to the fire festival if you promote it. And so she did, and so this was free for her, and they got as far as the Miami airport and then sat in the airplane for an hour and a half, and the airport was like, yeah, we are told we aren't to bring anyone else to the island because there's like oh, wow. already people there, and it was already max capacity, and that's when the Bahamas were like, no more people are to come to this island. Wow. And I can't believe that happened. So this I'm girl's like, I didn't this. pay for the trip. No, but this is like... Her first ex her first hand story experience on her YouTube mm -hmm. channel, and she's like, yeah, so I didn't pay for the trip, but they owe me money that I put on my wristband. I got massages, food, like, 
you know, and if people really did put $3,000 on their wristband or more, then mm -hmm. that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's a lot. I mean, and it's nice that it's no, nothing to them. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, well, and as an everyday person like me, and I think about that there probably was an everyday person like yeah. me that was like, I'm going to be a different. part of this fire festival thing. You know, yeah. like, this is going to be the next biggest thing ever. Like, bigger than Coachella, and this is the first year. And all these influencers said the same thing. Like, this is the first year. Like, whether it goes good or bad, like, we're still a part of it. I don't think they expected it to go this bad, um, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still think it's like, ha-ha, good on ya. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Makes uh, you think, doesn't it? This even happened, what like, the hell fairly does money recently, buy? right? Like, 2016 2017, because oh he's God. talking the whole time, Billy's like... Billy even says in one of the things, like, we'll comp, we'll comp you your ticket money back and give you a 2018 ticket to the fire Festival. And I'm like, you actually think you're going to try and do this again next year? Oh and even if you give people free tickets, you think they want to get stranded on an island again? Right. <laughs> right. For no she music or anything. Like, literally nothing. I know. And they even said that they, like, advertised show, like, how expensive it was. They oh, it just said bop, bop boggles my mind you would know. pay that much money for that um they said there's supposed to be a private plane and it ended up being a 737 yep. Yep. and just like everyone was on there going that's so and i didn't even know that the bahamas closed down and it's all coming together and that's just <laughs> insane that's so poorly thought out like um, everything was so fucked i know well and i even made a note earlier in my notes about billy and how and they made a lot more comments about this in that documentary but billy was positive to a fault like mm -hmm. you can be positive and you can like be a solution solver problem solver all you want but like when things are literally impossible and there are people around you telling you this isn't possible and you're like we're gonna make it possible mm -hmm. like and i feel like he kept doing that and like Yes, positivity is key and manifest success yeah, and all yeah. these great things. But like, but like be realistic stuff. and like realistically, you don't have these villas. These don't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, like you just pop this into some computer program and put these pictures up on the website. And then when they started getting called out online is when they started having people deleting comments. Mm hmm people are like where's my tickets what's my flight info and they were like flagged all these all these words were flagged and they had to start deleting comments like the second these words would come up mm-hmm I actually remember they talked about that in other other the Netflix documentary yeah. too just people like didn't even know like what do I need to bring what is yeah. happening yeah like, tell me something I don't want to skip anything that you. No, I want like. To hit. The. This, this definitely veers off different than that. Okay. My notes veer off. I think. Well, my one thing, they like Blink One Eighty. I don't. Do you know what bands were gonna be there? It was gonna be really so good music, them. like I said, which was oh, Kanye's yeah. music program or whatever, and. So everyone expected Kanye to show up or be there, maybe, potentially. And uh, Danger Mouse or somebody like that. And, I don't know, some, some new millennial hipster. Yeah, Blink-182. And too, they were yeah. the first to announce that they weren't going to be there. And mm -hmm. a lot of these people in the documentaries were, like, on the airplane when Blink-182 backed down. They are mm -hmm. like, well, it's only one band, so it'll be fine. And then Ja was the only one who actually showed up. No, Ja wasn't even there. Ja didn't even show no, up? No, Ja wasn't even there. He was doing his own concert somewhere else. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was not there. None of these celebrities that were supposed to be there were actually there. Um, okay, I think you... <sighs> Go down. Go do it. Veer. I well, want to see where it goes. Well, so, one of... <laughs> When all is said and done, they don't have villas. They have tents that are hurricane <laughs> yeah. tents. They, like, don't have any of the things that they're supposed to have for these people. And they even were emailing guests the day of the concert just to let them know that, like, hey, there's still work going on, so don't mind the trucks and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, like, these people had no idea what they were getting into. 
Um, but they should have, because there was a lot of people online trying to, you know, show them what was really going on. There's another guy oh, yeah. that was, like, started that Twitter page and was like, this is all a scam. Like, you guys aren't even going to an island and showed, like, the full map instead of the doctored picture. Um, the cherry on top of all of this was the night before the guests were arriving, hours before the guests were arriving, the monsoon that came. Like, mm -hmm. not just rains, but monsoon and thunder and just a mess. And in both documentaries in both they're talking to two different people and when that happened they said the room just burst in the laughter because at that point they already knew this was a disaster and this was just the cherry on top like this is god saying what Don't have you done <laughs> yeah but right, they couldn't yeah. literally couldn't do anything at that point because the tents were soaked the mattresses were soaked like mm -hmm. it was just there was nothing to do guests were already on planes on mm -hmm. their way. And, yeah. There is that. Yeah, that's, ter that's terrible luck. Then the guests start arriving, and they moved on that documentary. They show how they took them all to this other bar, this mm -hmm. other part of the island, to distract them. And everyone's, like, getting impatient there. Like, well, where are we supposed to be? Where are we going? Where are we staying? Like, they don't even know. And, like, just giving everyone drinks and shit. Give them tequila, they won't care anymore. Putting all these bohemians out of, out of a lot. Mm-hmm. All these workers that worked for Billy to put the festival together, they all lost money. Mm-hmm. It was a mess. All their stuff got seized by customs because they weren't paying, so everything was seized. Even people's bags. So, like, they came in big trucks and people were just like looting the luggage that night and when they were trying to get into their tents and stuff they were trying to do it in an orderly fashion like in a line and then Billy gets on a table and is like free for all and mm -hmm. everyone just goes crazy and starts grabbing tents and I mean in that documentary you had that one guy that's like yeah we like sabotage all the tents around yeah. us because we didn't want anyone there and I'm like that's fucking fucked up and gross yeah, totally. you disgusting fucks like I hope something awful happened to your tent totally I hate people like that but like <laughs> you're all in this together yeah. like I don't understand that savage mentality like you guys are all in this together you are all fucked together you're all in the same place together like look Mm -hmm. make the best of it, the best that you can in that moment, I would suppose. Totally. And it's like, be empathetic. Like, yeah. someone else also is in the same situation. Exactly. And, like, now you're going to ruin their tents. I, do, I actually only, they only mildly talked about looting in this documentary. But I do remember. They did talk about it a little more, I felt like, in that one than this one, though. Mm. Um, this one actually goes into after Billy gets release on bail too and I that might seem like a jump but I don't have a lot of info between here and there um me either I well that so he never paid anybody on at, no. when all was said and done like this was over they sent people home they didn't even have a festival and like it was a big shit show because there were no planes even to take people away mm -hmm. and there were even um. afterwards even a month later still talking about fire festival 2018 mm -hmm. And he, so all the people on the island, he didn't pay. They said he fucked everyone from the Chamber of Commerce to the workers. Mm -hmm. And then the, there was that one guy that stayed on the island, and he ended up having to leave the island because everyone was nagging him so much because he was I'd Supposed probably to like the head or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah. And um, he literally had to leave because everyone was nagging him, and Billy... Billy just cried about it. Yeah. I, like, there, and he left and he never talked to anybody again. But then they said the FBI, next up is the FBI got involved, and that's when he ended up getting in trouble. Because mm -hmm. he got in trouble with the, with the securities violation from the SEC. Yeah. Well, when he was out on bail he wanted to do a recovery documentary so he had mm. a friend that was like filming him and oh he gosh. tried to get people to rob customs to get his merch back oh my gosh 
Um, yeah. Uh, at the all at the same time, Ja Rule, he takes no accountability for any of this. He is a self-proclaimed founder and idea maker of all of this in the beginning. And then, of course, when everything goes down, he's like, this was not me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, they stopped talking about Ja Rule in this documentary, but I thought it was interesting because I thought they said Ja Rule was the only one who showed up, but you were like, he didn't no, even show up. he did up, not so show up at all. No. That's even like trying to give it a little bit of, <laughs> I don't know, a little more validity or something. Yeah, um, Billy is, he's just a straight narcissist con artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets called out in this Hulu documentary for being a liar. And he's like, he's like, please tell me one thing I've lied about. And they list every single lie with all the evidence to back it up. This lie. This lie. And then he stops, looks at the camera, like, deadpan. And he does this a lot in the documentary. He just kind of looks dumb, if you ask me. But, um, he's like, I'm gonna go take a break now. And it's just like, yeah, because you just got caught being a fucking liar about mm-hmm. everything you just claimed you haven't lied about. Mm-hmm. Um, after all of that. He ends up, and I don't think it gets into this at all on that one. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yes, it does a little. The next scam he tries with the, um, he has the email list of the people who bought Fire Festival tickets and starts sending out new scams to them, promising new tickets to things that he can't even get tickets for, like the Met Gala and... All these other things. Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Yep, and he's Probably doing like the it. Super Bowl or something. Super Bowl was one. <laughs> uh, he's doing it through a friend, so it's not him doing it. But, um, but yeah, he tried to do that. He really did try to do that. So it just goes to show you that this guy like doesn't have any feelings for anyone. And it's like mm-hmm. the exact same scams. It's not... He doesn't have money to back this up. Mm-hmm. Didn't I write it down somewhere? Oh, yeah, he, like, originally, this goes back a little bit, but originally he had convinced all these people to work with him because he claimed he had, like, $2 million worth of Facebook shares when he only had almost only 2000 Mm-hmm. And so he just, this whole time, is just scamming everyone around him, little by little. So, yes, it's probably doable, but maybe with someone who actually has money to back up what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, like, a plan. Well, so at this juncture, I actually wrote, like, why can't the, why can't this guy just stop bullshitting people? Yeah. Yeah. seriously. Because I don't think he thinks he's bullshitting people. He's such a narcissist. He's just like, no, I can make this happen. Mm -hmm. Positivity to a fault. Yeah. Like. You want Grammy tickets? I'll get you Grammy tickets. And it's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. No, because somebody has to do the work, right? Yeah. And it's not, and if you can't pay him, nobody's going to do the work. He was trying to do that with the Magnesis card. Mm-hmm. There's, in the, earlier in the Hulu documentary, someone claiming that worked with him then, that he was trying to sell, like, 200 tickets to Hamilton, and she's like, you don't have 200 tickets to Hamilton. Like, that's oh not gosh. possible <laughs> at all. And he's like... I'm going to make it possible. <laughs> it's like, you can't make that possible. Like, you just can't. Wow. So you have someone who's literally not willing to take no, even when the only answer is no. Mm-hmm. You can only problem solve so far. <laughs> right? You can't, like, make things exist that don't exist. Yeah. That's crazy that I didn't I, I still think that, that if you That's ever insanity. get a chance, however you get a chance, you should watch the Hulu one. I Sometime, think you even like it better. It'll be on other. It'll be on other stuff eventually. I'm sure this thing became too big of a thing right? recently for it to not be on like Amazon Prime sometime or like something. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not. It won't I, be on Netflix because they have to fight each other for that. Shit. I know. <laughs> well, I even sometimes like cable gets. Just the cable gets some of these things. Actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It could be like a special or something. Yeah. That's what like I watched Zach's movie on cable. Oh, and when all said yeah. and done, 
Billy is currently in prison for six years, and he's teaching a class to inmates about music entrepreneurship. Wow, that's super funny. I can't believe that. You can't? It just further, perfect. further instills this entire conversation. It does. Well, I'm like, one. That's I can't believe they're letting him teach a class. Right? I guess he's a pretty well-spoken guy. Well, but he's pretty much a con artist, so. Yeah, he is. That's how I get it. Yeah, the my, notes. my last note was just that I blame, I sort of also blame social media for making this happen because of the Definitely. influencers had an, I hate, I hate that they were using the word influencers. Yeah. It made me so angry. But that's what they and are. I know. Because these people are paid thousands of dollars for posts. I, I know it makes me, and, and, and look isn't what it happened, like, because yes. of, yeah. No, this whole thing is such a perfect social commentary for how fucked everybody is right, right? now because they're so self-absorbed and not only just self-absorbed, but like this FOMO that I just discovered thanks to this documentary, Fear of Missing Out. I didn't realize that this was even a thing, but of course it's a thing. Like everyone wants to be involved. They want to be the next fucking Instagram YouTube star and they think that they have to do all these extreme things and do all these fun things and be at these festivals and mm -hmm. whatever. They think that this is what makes you a valid person and it doesn't. No, not at all. Not even in the least. Probably, yeah. This you probably just, have something wrong with you. The Kardashians, I've been saying it for this. years and years and years, but Car the Kardashians are ruining society, and mm -hmm. is that not what this is telling us right now? Like, mm -hmm. they talk about Kendall Jenner throughout this whole entire thing, even though she never once even visited the island. Mm. But it's because her influence was probably one of the biggest influences on this entire thing happening and becoming what it was. So... Take it for what you will. Sorry for the loudness of my clapping, but I still stand by the Kardashians have ruined society. Yeah, they have. They have ruined what people think is important about themselves. Yeah, they have. I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. That's why, like, I didn't even know, they didn't even talk about Kendall Jenner in this, and, like, I would have never known that because I specifically don't pay attention to Kardashians. Yeah, well, she like, was, like, drawn into the the legal stuff, too, but oh, I think she got out of it somehow. Of course but. she did. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you look at it, she dollars. was not even involved. She was just given money, and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much fault can you... I don't know. I guess that goes to show they need to be more wary of what they're promoting, too. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that. I see a lot of that on the YouTube now about people promoting scams and shit. And it's mm -hmm. just like... But this is the society. Dumb people are feeding into this. Yeah, they are. You guys... Don't do just it. Just turn off your computers and go outside. Yeah, go outside. <laughs> And enjoy the moment and stop fucking posting everything. Agreed. Don't take a picture, enjoy it. Or you can take a picture, but don't take a million take pictures. Take a picture <laughs> and then be done. Like, that's what I like to do. I like to, like, get my pictures in mm -hmm. and then just enjoy the rest of my time. Mm -hmm. Done. That's exactly. <laughs> do it at the beginning and then enjoy it. Fire Festival this. 2020. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's do it, Liz. Strain of consciousness is promoting it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll have a whopping five people. Five people. <laughs> Tickets cost a hundred thousand apiece. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Hundred thousand apiece, five people, we'll make some bank off of it. You know, we can probably hire a couple people. <laughs> We'll industry. serve you actual food. I'm a good cook. <laughs> yeah. Infused food. Yeah. Infused party 2020. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Infusion 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well, I think that was a nice, healthy conversation about that fire festival documentary shit. I do too. I just had I had just thought of something super funny that I wanted to end on, and then I lost it. Oh, boo! I know. I wonder if it can come back to me. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. 
It had nothing to do with the fire festival. Jaro wants what's to be happening. relevant. What's my motherfucking name? <laughs> Is that Ja Rule? No. That's DMX. That's DMX. Yeah. <laughs> Who I'm rolling with, huh? Singing. He shows us the shanties. Um, yeah, and he does that unreal song with J Lo. The way you walk, but the way you walk. Chocolate has so many songs. Why can't we think of them? I know. Right They're my childhood Jeez. songs. I know. Well, I'm even, I sometimes get mixed up with Ludacris. Well, apparently, I get a mix up with DMX. <laughs> I don't, because DMX is very distinct. DMX. Watch over the wall. <laughs> run, 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 <laughs> or die. <laughs> I was trying to do the dog. The, I was trying to do the dog bark. It's gonna be hard to do without. I know. Pressure on Elvis. Watch over the wall. I know. Luda, I Chris, like you gonna mix up with Luda? Nah. Do I also. I get so many people mixed up because I don't know anybody's names. But yeah, I do get Ja Rule mixed up with Luda. But I know Ja Rule was in some movies, but Luda was in Faster and Furious. That's but true. But Ja Rule was in some movies, too. Ja Rule was in one of those, wasn't he? I don't... I don't know. I think he was. Was it that ja I think Rule he was! Luda? No, Ludacris was. Okay. But I think Ja Rule might have been, too. I could be totally wrong about that lens. Ja Rule sings some song You guys tell us. Girl. Go find our social media stuff. Yeah, tell us. Twitter, what's our Twitter? At strain underscore O underscore C. That's our mm. Twitter. And then Instagram is at strain O consciousness. It's really long, sorry. And um, we don't have Facebook because I don't think either of us really use it. Always on time. I'm always on time. With Ashanti. That's the Ja Rule song Baby, that everybody knows. Sorry. I'm not always yeah, there sorry. when you call. Pay attention to social media. Oh, and our website, strain, is it strainoc.com? Yeah. Strainoc.com. And rate and review if you're listening. Rate and review. I just found. We want to know you're listening, and we can't really tell very well. I know. And I'm... yeah, I mean, give us comments if you can yeah, somewhere. Feedback. Yeah, like inspiration, too. Maybe we'll have an email we can give you guys eventually or something. I think if people are listening, ways to get in touch with us on the Twitter. Listen. <laughs> All right. Or the Instagram. The Instas. Yeah. All right. Good night, guys. Good night.